Welcome to the Favorite Podcast. I'm Chad Millman of the Action Network. It is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, two days after the greatest NFL game in the history of Monday Night Football that changed the face of betting forever, that turned bookmakers into crying little children. And today, as I do every Wednesday, I have from the Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming Books throughout the country, bookmaker to the world, Bob Scucci. The day after, Scooch. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Are you feeling, after the game last night, of which I have many things to say, are you feeling as triumphant as your intro music? Are you feeling buoyed by your intro music? Are you feeling unworthy of your intro music? This is the game we're playing. A, B, or C. I, I always feel tri- a triumphant. I always feel triumphant. Is it because of when the I, game, or is it just because you're scooch? No, it's because of the music. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty good. Let's talk about last night. Can we talk about last night? Sure. In a non-graphic Jim Belushi, Rob Lowe way? How dated is that <laughs> reference? Was that the movie uh, about last night? Yeah. Yeah. You went deep for that one. I did. It's a great movie, though. (laughs) Well, for me, like, look, it's a mid-80s movie. takes place in Chicago. And um, I lived in Chicago. So, like, this was the life I wanted to live. I wanted to go to Mother's, like, on Rush Street and drink my sorrows away. And find a way to have Demi Moore fall in love with me and play softball on the lake when I grew up. <laughs> My, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, quite the uh, ambition there. <laughs> Listen, this isn't about mocking me. This is about uh, trolling you because okay. bookmakers. I mean, look, last night was amazing. It was the Rams, Chiefs. It was Monday Night Football. The total on the game was 63. The Rams and Chiefs combined for 69 points in the second half. The first half total was 31. They scored 36. The second half total, 35. They scored 69. The total total, 63. They scored 105. The total on touchdowns was 7.5. They scored 14. The total on Jared Goff touchdowns was 2.5. He had 4. The total on Patrick Mahomes was two and a half. He had six. Um, Scooch, no bueno, man. No, no, it was bad. It was it was ugly, and the game and the game fell three, which is not good too. So, but this it, it just we've seen higher and higher totals throughout the year. We're seeing way more offense. We knew this was going to be a track meet just setting the total but when when teams start putting up 100 points in a game you know how high are we supposed to make these totals um i kind of i i heard a little bit about it in some of my meetings today they're like you know what were you guys thinking hanging 63 the game should have been 83 i mean that those are arena football numbers uh you know i i was watching some tweets come across last night and uh, it looked like, uh, you know, a seven on seven, uh, flag football kind of, you know, just every play, just a, you know, touchdown. So I don't know how you're supposed to handicap those in terms of the totals. So what are you supposed to do? Like you've got, you've got, um, here's a question I was asked today. As you know, I am the chief content officer for the action network. We have an app, a free app. Anybody can download it. You can go download it, get all the content you want, get access to lines, totals, information. Everything you need is a better. 
as part of my duties, I go on many, many radio shows around the country every week. Today I was on a radio show in Houston, one of my favorite shows, okay? And um, the host asked me, uh, what if, if there was a Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Rams, what do you think the total would be? Would, I hadn't thought of the question. As soon as he asked it, my first instinct was 70. And based on just what the number was for this game and whether or not there would be a, a repeat performance uh, and you only made it seven a touchdown higher than what it was yesterday. You think I should have gone higher? I think so. You want to take me higher? <laughs> you would ask, so, Fool me once. Fool me once. So right now, you're saying to me, this is crazy. You're saying to me, if the Rams and the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl, you would set the line at what? 73. Well, dude, don't... <laughs> Don't insult me for saying 70 and then be like 73. You can insult me if you're like, I'm making it 83, like Big Tony and everybody else yeah. who I have to work for told me it should be, but you can't say 73. <laughs> I would split the No, I would split the difference. I think we have to go 80 on this game. Your face is 73. <laughs> I mean, the only the only thing is the Super Bowls, generally the first halves are lower scoring because there's a lot of a lot of nerves involved, a lot of kind of feeling everything out, and then the, the second halves usually explode. So that would be the one saving grace for making it lower than 80. But uh, they would still put up 60, 70 points in the second half alone. Do you feel like you will see a total this year at 70 points? No, no. You know, the, the reality is we still have to inch it up. You know, it's all joking aside, I'd like to make it that high. But for, for these regular season games, uh, we're, we're going to have to just keep, you know, 65, 66, 67 and inch it up. We'll rely on a lot of the professional handicappers to kind of validate our number. Uh, last night when we hung 35 in the second half, uh, the, they pounded the under the sharp guys. They pounded it, and we 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 won more on the second half than uh, probably any any Monday night halftime this year, just on that total. Uh, so you know, it, it's when they start betting the over with the public uh, that we're kind of in trouble. And I and I saw that a little bit with one of the totals we hung this week with the Falcons and the Saints, and uh, we hung fifty nine, and not, we knew the public is going to be on, you know, Saints Falcons over, but the the sharp guys bet it over as well. So that's that's when we start getting in trouble when when they're they're betting the same side as the public. Fifty nine, honest to God, is a total for the Saints Falcons. It feels quaint. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, sixty one now. It feels charming, <laughs> like oh, cute. <laughs> they're you know making it sixty one. <laughs> That game's going to land at 69 or 70. It's going to be like 38-31. It's going to be an absolute shootout on Thursday. Yeah. Hey, I'm afraid you're, I'm afraid you're right. So how much, did you so lose we'll keep... how much did you lose in this game? Did you get killed in this game? Did you get killed in this Monday night game? Uh, we've had worse. We've had worse this year. I think the, the fact that uh, um, we had a – you know, a decent Sunday, save the fact that there wasn't a lot of liability going into Monday night. So that's what usually determines how bad our Monday nights are, is how bad the Sundays are. Yeah. And you had a pretty good Sunday. Uh, yeah. You know, the Steelers didn't cover. The Who else didn't cover? The Chargers didn't cover. Um, mm-hmm. What were some other big favorites? I mean, the Saints covered big, but that money was coming in on Philadelphia, so you got saved there. And the Bears covered, but I don't think you were probably getting a huge money on the Bears. So yeah, that that was deceivingly bad. A lot of a lot of late money came in on the Bears, and we lost a little bit more on that game than I thought we'd lose for a Sunday night game. Usually, you know, the Sunday night games favorite and over is usually bad, but because it was the the Vikings, 
we were getting a lot of early money on the Vikings during the week, and but then it just all came in late, and so we, we gave a lot back on the Sunday night game. You know what hurt me? I had the Chiefs on the money line. Ooh, tough beat. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> What's that? The right side is the winning side. Yeah, I've heard that. So there's no such thing <laughs> as a tough beat. You're either right or you're wrong. Last night, I was wrong. Last night, you were wrong. Why was I wrong? Because, on total? yeah, on the total. Yeah. Way wrong on the total. Way. But what are you supposed to do? It's like a college basketball game. Like, let's say we hang, you know, 147 on a, you know, Duke, North Carolina, and, and they score 200 points. Are we supposed to say the next time that, uh, that they play, we're supposed to make the total 200? No. Well, why not, though? Like, if the, if the Rams, <laughs> seriously, if the Rams yeah. and the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl, any line you set under 70 is going to be bet over. Right. Any line you set, you are going to be lopsided. You are going to need the under for your lungs. You are going to be praying for incompletions. You, it's going to be a five-hour game that is going to be a five-hour sauna for you. It's going to be miserable. If you don't hang a Rams Chief Super Bowl at 83, then I, I don't even want to know you, Scooch. But now you're making my point. <laughs> now we've just reversed ourselves, and, and, and that was the point I made five minutes ago. Well, clearly it, it sunk in. Because <laughs> I'm with you. Yep. How is Thanksgiving going to treat you? Are you going to, like, what's going to happen? Is your beautiful bride going to have sort of the whole family waiting for you at the end of the day when you come home? Are you going to be tense? I'm miserable every Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving is not a fun day for me. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, it's just, it's like Sunday on steroids for me. Like Sundays are not good days. No, Even if we have good Sundays, they're not, they're not, fun days for me they're just uh, it's just a lot of work and a lot of uh anxiety and a lot of just tension so so thanksgiving is just more of the same plus you've got your family <laughs> plus i got my family yeah last night my wife said to me she invited friends of ours over uh a couple with four kids and i said wow it sounds great she goes, really? I'm like, yeah. She goes, huh. I'm like, what? I go, she goes, well, I don't know. I was talking to one of our friends and I was telling her how we invited these people over and I was convinced you'd just be like irritated um, that like I invited more people over and you weren't going to want to deal. I'm like, why do you make me sound like an ogre? Well, you must be an ogre. I guess so. <laughs> it must be really horrible. <laughs> They, you know, they can read body language. You know, she can probably read your expression sometimes, so she's anticipating the next time. By the way, you said they yeah. about women as if they're like a... <laughs> I, I wanted to take that back as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, as honestly, if, as soon as it came out. As if they are a different species with like <laughs> a different kind of sensory perception that us mere men cannot imagine. They are at right. a higher level. <laughs> they, can, they can sense fear, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, 100% right. What are you doing right now about the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions? Did you take that game off the board for Thursday? No, I should have, though. So actually, that was, uh, I was trying to deal with the parlay cards that had already gone to the printers to try and change the line, but I, I couldn't. Uh, or, you know, once it goes to press, I mean, the, the cards are being printed, so... Money was just pouring in, and it's a little too hold late on, now. Hold on, hold on. My my yeah. wife is calling me right now. It's not only can she sense <laughs> fear and body language, but she knows when I'm talking about her in the best possible way. Oh my God! Go ahead, take that. Oh no, no, no! I don't want her on the podcast. It's only and bad for me. Her ears must have been burning, huh? Seriously, right? Yeah, Stacy's the best. Um. Please continue. I apologize. Because the reason yeah. I'm asking that question is because Mitch Trubisky did not practice and there's fears about his availability for the game. 
And and that was the thing. So we were, you know, every Thanksgiving they they bet the favorites. So we all automatically hang a lot of these popular favorites high. So the Bears are probably a point higher than what they would normally be, and Cowboys are a little higher, and Saints are a lot higher. So we already hung the Bears four and a half, and uh, as predicted, a lot of the public money was coming in on the Bears, but the sharp guys took the four and a half. Now that was before any news on on Mitch Trubisky. They had already taken the plus four and a half. They must have got they as soon as he didn't practice uh, they before we even got word of it uh, they took plus four they took three and a half they took three and a half even money I just went down to three on the game so I went from four and a half to three probably in the last hour or two and just uh, you know just a, a ton of money that, uh, that that came in that kind of caught us a little flat footed so. Uh, a little annoyed at that, but who are you annoyed at? Who are you annoyed at? Uh, just in general, no one, no one in particular. Just you know, it's just a lot of times if, if somebody gets that information be- before we did, um, you know, it's, we we can't make the adjustment. So, and and it's not to say that uh, you know he still may play, and we we don't know. So, but I, I like to try and be ahead of um, those kind of moves. Aren't and you the guy? Aren't you the guy who knew Eli Apple was going to be traded and that the Eagles were going after him too? And yeah, weeks before, yeah. and yet mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky doesn't practice and everybody <laughs> in Vegas knows before you do? Yeah. Yeah. That's not just flat footed, that's dereliction of duty. Hey, I was in I was in meetings. I was a pilot in meetings. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I yeah. cannot accept Certain- that. As an certain meeting, no, no, no. Certain meetings, you you have to kind of turn off all your devices when you go in. When you go into certain meetings, you just are completely cut off from the outside world. Sounds like you need to start delegating some of your responsibilities. Let yep. people make some decisions. That's true. The Dallas Cowboys are suddenly resurgent, and between Colt McCoy being injured and the Cowboys winning two in a row. The line opened at nine and a half. It's been bet down to seven and a half, which is clearly more reasonable. Um, the Cowboys shouldn't be nine and a half point favorites over anybody. No. What's your logic well, here? Uh, Where are you at? What's happening? Well, well, the, well, the whole thing is just, you know, the Cowboys on, on Thanksgiving, especially when they're playing probably the best that they've played all year, or at least, you know, perception-wise, that, that, that's what the betters think. So, uh, so we just went as high as we could possibly go, knowing that the public is going to lay these favors. So, um, I agree with you. It did get corrected. Um, we took took some sharp money on the Redskins, but uh, this will probably come right back up uh, before kickoff time, especially once the average uh, fan kind of puts in his his parlays and doesn't really have a whole lot of faith in Colt McCoy. So, uh, well. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll see how see how this line comes right back. I think the difference between Colt McCoy and Alex Smith was three points. Right or wrong? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I nailed that. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. What do you make the difference between Colt McCoy and Mark Sanchez? Twenty-seven points. <laughs> Is that about right? That's that's about right. That's yeah. what I that's what I would make it. Yeah. Mark Sanchez, like, Jesus Christ, Mark, like, honest to God, I think Nathan Pick Sixman and Mark Sanchez have the same point spread value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, do you feel comfortable having the Cowboys be nine and a half point favorites if that line goes back up? I wouldn't if I were you. Eight, eight, eight and a half is what uh, I, I had. I wasn't higher than eight and a half. I know there were some nine, nine and a halfs out there, but I'd, I'd be okay with eight and a half. All right. All right. Yeah. Yep. Scooch, we're going to come back to the podcast in a second. But first, I want to tell you about our friends from Robinhood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free at Robinhood, they strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. They have an anon, intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. They have a simple and intuitive design with data presented in an easy 
to digest whey. How do I know all this? Scooch, how do I know? I downloaded the app. Not only did I download the app, I used the app, and I got a free stock when I downloaded the app, and that was pretty awesome. Robinhood doesn't charge you. No commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all your profits. Discover new stocks and track favorite companies with a personalized new feed, plus get custom notifications. Who doesn't like notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest? Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock. Did I mention I got a free stock? A free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at favorites.robinhood.com. That's favorites.robinhood.com. I did it, Scooch. I signed up for Robinhood. Let's get back to our picks. I like this next game a lot. Atlanta at New Orleans, open 14 and a half. It's currently 13. What are you at? Is the wise guy money moving this down from more than two touchdowns? It is, yeah. I, 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 we were looking at this game before the Saints just rolled on Sunday. Uh, we were kind of anticipating these three Thanksgiving Day games because they're so volatile and so much money is being bet on them that we were saying, God, we got to make New Orleans at least 11 on this game. And then, and then after, after watching New Orleans on Sunday, we're like, let's just go as high as we could possibly go and, and see if the, uh, if the wise guys will take it. And, uh, <laughs> first bets out of the gate were on the saints. I mean, we, we hung 13 and went right up to 13 and a half, uh, Took a, took another ten thousand at minus thirteen and a half, uh, and then went to fourteen, and that's when the, the the wise guys started coming coming in heavy on the Falcons. This line is so inflated, I I can't tell you. I mean, this line really, when I say it should be at ten, I mean that's what you know the numbers say it should be. It's just a a, a bias on a high profile game on Thanksgiving where the public is just riding the Saints every week. It doesn't matter what number we put up there, they're going to bet the Saints in this one. If we hung 15, they would bet the Saints. They hung 16. And so it's just a matter of what number is going to draw some some big sharp action. And uh, you know, if we don't have to go to 15 to get the sharp action, then then we won't. So it looks like looks like the sharp guys don't want any more of plus 13. So I'm actually going to go back to 13 and a half as we speak. Ooh. And there it is. 13 and a half. <laughs> like that, do you? I do. Uh, I think you changed it just for the sound effect. <laughs> no, you know, we're going to need – actually, I, I – I am taking some uh, some pretty big bets on the Saints, just you know, in the two thousand, three thousand dollar range here as we're as we're speaking. So I was watching it creep up anyway. Um, you know, so it's this is like I said, this is going to be like a Monday night game, like a Sunday night game. It's, it's all the favorites. If all the favorites come in on early on Thanksgiving, then this this line goes right back up to fourteen. I'm going to hold off then. I want to bet the Falcons in this game, and I'm just going to wait to get the best of the number. Yep. I'm not saying the Saints can't just roll again, but you you have to take the value in these games, and, and there's just tremendous amount of value in the Falcons here. Again, this total is at 61. Open to 59. It's yeah. been bet up to 61. New England Patriots are 9.5-point favorites on the road at the New York Jets. They, my friend, are a train wreck dumpster fire, trash of epic proportions, prime spot for the Jets to cover. <laughs> I agree with you there. Uh, we're just, uh, so we're waiting. Uh, I mean, there's a chance uh, uh, Sam Darnold plays here. Uh, so we're watching the quarterback situations in a few of these games. But either way, either way, you take 10 points with the Jets at home. So, um Another game where probably the line should have been seven and a half, eight and a half. But you know these Thanksgiving Day weekends, we know the town is just packed with tourists. The tourists are going to bet five, 
six teams that they've been following all year that they love to bet on, and the Patriots are one of them. So we want to be as you know as high as we can. Uh, we're not getting a whole lot of <laughs> bets on the Jets though from the from the sharp guys, which is a little little concerning. Uh, can't really go much higher than. Or I don't want to go much higher than ten when there's nine and a halfs out there, but uh, we'll we'll inch this game up too if we have to. You know, you can turn it up to eleven if you need to. Probably don't have to. I think I think ten and a half is just such a dude. It was another '80s movie reference. Oh, I missed it. What was the What was that movie? This one goes up to eleven. Spinal Tap. Ah. Uh, yeah, I should have got that one. Oh, you should have. That's like in your wheelhouse. Yeah. What I happened know. to you? <laughs> Here's another what shitty happened? game. Baltimore is 10.5 point favorites over the Raiders. What the hell you do with that? It's one <laughs> shitty team against another. It's like these lines are too high. I can't do it anymore. You got to take the Raiders here? I don't want, I'm not even going to look at this game. I hate this game. Put this game on in the corner, and let's just pretend it doesn't exist. Come on, the Raiders coming off of that big win. That was a big game for us, by the way, against the... the that was a massive game against the Cardinals. I looked on Sunday morning, yeah. and like I thought that was going to be a, a, uh, a corner TV game, and that had a huge volume of bets, like one of the top three or four most bet games of the day. Yeah, really, really another game that they came in late. There was just the three afternoon games, and we were already out of the, the, the Saints game. We were losers on that one right out of the gate. So it was really between, uh, uh, you know, the, the Raider game and what was the other afternoon game? We we were on the right side of late there. Chargers-Broncos. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, that was a huge one, too. So, so money line bets, uh, Chargers let that one slip away, and that, that ended up being good for us. Uh, but the Raiders turned into a, and that just goes to show the the volume of the NFL when there's just the three games, even a even a shitty game draws a ton of action. So, Watch your mouth. You know, Why are you swearing? <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> wow. What is this? I wonder why you got the kid scared. What Jeez. is this? Some kind of, you know, sailor fucking convention? You don't get to come in here and start cursing up a storm just because you're Bob Scucci and you think you host the podcast? Man. Don't make me get Scorsese in here. Pop, you sounded a little Scorsese. Pop a cap in you. Uh, Please continue. Talk about yeah. this craptastic game. Ravens, yeah, Ravens minus 11. Got, uh, you don't even have anything Flacco. to say about it. I got nothing to say about this game. Zero. Move on. No one's betting this game. Literally. Okay. I think there's 70 bets. 70 bets so far on this game. Uh, <laughs> the uh, New York Giants plus six and a half at Philadelphia. Um, let me tell you something. Before the season began, I did one thing that sounded really smart. I said I did not believe the Philadelphia Eagles would make the playoffs. Um, obviously, I didn't think they would win their division. Less smart. In the very high-stakes pool I did with my buddies, in which we each pick eight teams to win the Super Bowl <clears throat> and put in a sizable chunk of money to do so, I traded down in the draft uh, away from the Chiefs, thinking, well, I'll get the Giants, and I feel like they're gamers. Nice move there. Pretty but slick. I was high on the Giants, too, at the beginning of the year. I think everybody was. It was almost a clue that we should just jump off on that. Every pundit felt that this was the year the Giants just make leaps and strides, uh, improvements, uh, you know, new new coaching staff, new offensive lines, defensive acquisitions, uh, you know, it's just – and, of course, uh, they're horrible. I think it's not so much my mistake because I was only on the Giants after you said to me, all the wise guys are in the Giants. Yep. 
Yeah, well, they were, too. I mean, you know, betting the season win total. But um, This is a weird uh, line. Six points, two teams that are reeling. The line moved down. It opened at seven. We're down to five and a half now. So actually. you're getting hit with some wise guy money on this. Yeah. So in the, you know, two uh, equally bad teams, <laughs> you're getting you're getting six points. Um, the rivalry and uh, I guess a little more value on that. Which team seems to be playing better? Uh, even though the, the Giants let Tampa Bay almost come back and and win that game last week when the Giants were up big. Uh, just when I was about to say the Giants are looking pretty decent, and then that second half, they Tampa Bay brings in uh, Jameis Winston. They pull uh, Fitzpatrick, and the Giants almost let another one slip away. So not a whole lot of action on this game. I mean, this would have been a game early in the season when you look on the schedule and you think it's going to be one of the good ones. And uh, the way it turns out with these two teams, it's uh, one of the ones that, you know, they're not really going to pay too much attention to. Well, you know what? Odell Beckham said they could still win eight in a row, and they can. They've won two in a row, only mm-hmm. six more. Yep. What are the odds on that? Did you set a line on that? That would have been a good we line didn't. for you. That you two know what? games ago to set whether or not that they would go eight and zero. Yeah. To finish the season. Yeah. God. Would have been 5,000 to one. Think about um, the action you could have taken. Just like... For fun, you would have been the only book in Vegas putting yeah. up those lines. You would have gotten some, yeah. you know, commercial appeal. Someone like the Action Network would have written about you. Yep. Instead, you're too busy in meetings turning off your phone to really think about how to market your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. San Francisco, speaking of, they are on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. God only knows who's going to play quarterback for them. God only knows who's going to watch this game. Uh, the Buccaneers yeah. are three-and-a-half-point favorites. We opened four on this one, and the wise guys love the 49ers, uh, bet the plus four. They bet the plus three and a half, uh, went down to three minus 20, and uh, slowed everything down. But the public is still on the Buccaneers on this one, probably at about a three-to-one clip. So um, just because they're the favorites, we'll get some public money on them. But we've already taken some – uh, significant money from from the sharp guys on the Niners. You have, yep. Nick Mullins fans, huh? Huge, yeah. <laughs> What's he showing? I don't know. Listen, the next game we got to run a really bad games here, but let's pretend that they're interesting. So, Cleveland at Cincinnati. This is the Hugh Jackson Bowl. Um, I'm surprised this line, knowing that Hugh Jackson has the uh, Browns playbook. Uh, and is going to be whispering sweet nothings in Marvin Lewis's ear. I'm surprised you haven't like moved this line way up because it sounds like that is just a a death defying feat for the Browns to come in and beat the Bengals on the road, knowing they have to go against their old coach. Like that is going to be the storyline. That is going to be the lazy storyline for the week. It'll be the only storyline of this game because. Uh... Nobody, nobody cares about this game uh, other than probably the, the folks in Cincinnati or, or Cleveland. <laughs> we have no no action on this game at all. No sizable bets. Wow, really? Um, yeah, I mean ticket ticket count. It's probably five to one Bengals. Uh, we're at three minus twenty, but maybe the, the the twenty cents is discouraging some of the sharp guys from laying the price, but. Um, I could kind of get though how this game will go to three and a half. From the, I think the sharp guys are probably going to lay the uh, the three on this one more. I, I don't see them taking the Browns in this one, so you're you're probably right in that it's probably going to get a little higher. So we'll we'll keep an eye on this one. Try to move this quick. I'm kind of annoyed with the NFL schedulers that they made like every game after Thanksgiving bad. Well, and look at these huge point spreads. I, I mean, know. You've got, you've got double digit, double digit point spreads in like five games this week, and it's it's ridiculous. Horrible teams. Awful. Carolina. It's gonna make it's gonna it's gonna make the the Thanksgiving Day games that much bigger because people are just gonna focus on those, you know, three or four big, real good games, and then the rest of the schedule is not gonna mean much. They're betting their cash on Thursday. Yep. What rhymes? What 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 is a good word for? Is that from a movie? 
<laughs> Did I miss another one? <laughs> now you just sound like my father-in-law. I got it. I got it. I know, I know what that is. I got it. This line has moved, and this was interesting to me. Uh, Carolina opened at three. It's now at three and a half. And the majority of the bets are coming in on Seattle. So what I'm seeing is that the wise guys liked Carolina as a short home favorite. That, that's what we're seeing, too. And uh, I, I thought that they would like the Seahawks. I, I, was, I was a little surprised by the, by the move here. I don't know what they're, they're seeing. I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm not Why? surprised uh, because I think there's there's a lot of um, public sentiment for the Seahawks right now and uh, especially coming off that win against the Packers and obviously the Panthers just lost to the Lions um, so people are less inclined to think this is a good team. I don't think they're a very good team either but but I think the Lions should have been closer to four when it opened. And so to me, uh, there was about a point of value for the wise guys. Yeah, good argument. Jacksonville minus... <sighs> These games are like enigmas and puzzles to me. Jacksonville minus three against Buffalo. I, I, is it possible I could have betting fatigue right now? In this moment, <laughs> can I have betting fatigue? The idea of having to, to think about whether or not I like Jacksonville or Buffalo is actually dragging me down. <laughs> Just, just to have to try and read into this game is just—it's kind of discouraging. I'm going with Jacksonville. No, I'm going yeah, with we, Buffalo. The, it, I, I can't picture many people going with Buffalo in this one, especially with the, um, the the Jags looking a lot better last week than they have uh, previously. So um, there's really nothing to be too encouraged about betting on the Bills here other than the factor at home. So um, I, I'm going to move the, the Jags pretty quick if we get any kind of uh, sizable bet on the Jags. But uh, right now I'm not seeing much of anything, uh, a lot of public money just all on the Jags, but uh, nothing big, no substantial bets either way, nothing from the sharp guys on this one. You're not going to get anything. I might move it right now. <gasps> I'm going to go to, yeah, I'm going to go to four. Now you're just doing it for the sound effect. <laughs> you don't like that's an easy one to do. No one's going to bet on this game. I can move the line to four. It's okay. No risk. It's not going to. It's the, like the risk analysis here is I get to hear the horn. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's a good trade-off. Yeah, I get to hear the horn and have a little fun, and nobody's going to bet on this game, so it doesn't matter. Um, there you go. Here's another massive number on a team that broke my heart. I finally decide last week I'm going in on the Chargers. I like them as touchdown favorites against the Broncos. I've seen them playing so well. I'm all in. Uh, and they had that game. They should have won that game by three touchdowns. It was that one yeah. turnover, Phillip Rivers, yeah. Von Miller, late in the third quarter, I think, and mm -hmm. it just changed everything. It really did, and that that was a game the Chargers just dominated offensively. They just drove down the field uh, pretty much at will. There's another point in that game that I thought was pivotal, and that uh, Philip Rivers just trying to run out the clock. He threw the ball at, at a receiver's feet that that stopped the clock as Denver gave Denver another timeout, and as it turned out, just enough time to to come back down and and kick a field goal. So uh, there was just a lot of um, mental mistakes in that game for a team that just I, I'm I was high on the Chargers myself and uh just uh a, a game they really should have won much uh, should have won that game easy and uh they just they just gave it away and yet they're 12 and a half point favorites right now and they're gonna lay it and this line's gonna go up you think so yep the Cardinals are that bad yeah absolutely <laughs> who did they lose to last week the Raiders. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, this is another line that's going to close 13. 
I would say I'd move it now, but I don't want to hear that damn horn. Ah, now you're just doing it because you're embarrassed. I called you out. You're a little embarrassed. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it is going to go up. God, that's a game I don't want to have to make a decision on. Problem is I'm doing this pick em contest with my buddy, and we got to choose every game against the spread. It's the one where the loser gets sent like all these second-place trophies. No money, just pride. And I've killed him for the past five years. And all of a sudden, it's like tied. And he's just calling me and taunting me about all the trophies he's going to buy. And I'm looking at these games, <laughs> and I'm not thinking about any money. I'm only thinking about, oh, I don't want to pick this because he's going to pick the other side. <laughs> and I'm going to like lose this season. And I'm feeling like the Cubs, like he's just in my head right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> Betting is the worst. Now you know why I hate Sundays. I don't like Mondays. <laughs> name that tune. Yeah. This is an interesting line to me. Miami uh, opened as a 10-point underdog. The line has moved to 8. 10 felt really, really high. Ten felt like irrational exuberance for the Colts. Well, this is all on uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the line moved down to eight on the, on the news that he was upgraded. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, that that was, and I agree with you. The line the line was probably on the high side, even even with Osweiler, and I mean it, it was. We, we we try to go on the high side, especially with these big favorites. Again, because of the, the Thanksgiving Day weekend and uh, and the, the amount of people that are going to be in town betting all these public teams, um, so it was it was a little inflated. But when the news came out with Tannehill, then the, the sharp guys just kind of jumped on it. So we're down we're down to eight and a half and and slowed down. Don't we don't have much on either side at minus eight and a half. So just off the news, you didn't adjust the number. You would have left the number the same, meaning Tannehill yeah. to Brock Osweiler isn't that much of a change in points per right. value. Right, but obviously the betters uh, felt differently. So they, they took the 10, they took the 9.5, and, and some of the 9. Got it. This is a good one, finally. Pittsburgh yeah. at Denver. Denver is a three-point underdog at home. Tell you what, man, not a very good football team, but they know how to cover. They've, they've won some, they've covered some big games for us. A couple of back doors, especially at home. Uh, they're on my favorites list now. And uh, <laughs> this is going to be another one. We're going to, we're going to need them uh, in terms of parlays, but in terms of straight bets, we've actually taken more on the Broncos than any other team except the Lions, and the Lions was all on that uh, Trubisky news, but we just got pounded on the on the Broncos from the Sharp guys. We opened four, so it was probably a half a point higher than what we would normally make it, but uh, just trying to anticipate some of the public money. We went on the high side, so kind of expected them taking the plus four, but I didn't really expect them taking plus three and a half and driving it down to three. I feel like you know, the, the the public will come in on the weekend and they'll see the Steelers only laying three and they're going to just be all over this. So it's going to be one of those games where uh, the sharp guys and the public are just on complete opposite ends. If I want to be a sharp guy and I miss the best of the number, you would probably recommend waiting until Sunday so I yeah. can get back in the good graces of the number. Yeah. Particularly because there's, you know, there's only it's an afternoon game. It's, it's one of the, the the late games. So, again, depending on how the morning goes, if a lot of the favorites cover in the morning, you're going to see a lot of the afternoon favorites get driven up even higher. So, um, you got a chance to get that three and a half or even four uh, later later in the week. I mean, guaranteed the public is going to be betting the Steelers in this one, and and <laughs> there's going to be some big public money in town. So, uh, this line will go back up. I feel like this past weekend for the Steelers was a seminal moment in their season. They have been through so much. And between the Le'Veon Bell stuff, early season losses, a tie, they have come around. Their defense is getting significantly better. You saw it this past weekend against the Jags. 
they can unload when they have to offensively. Like they found a way to win that game. Pure grit, pure talent, pure want. That was just want. Um, it really was, yeah. That was. I that think was they, impressive. I am. I am loath to bet a road favorite, um, but if I were going to pick one this week, it would be the Steelers. Mm. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I, I mean, I, I was trying to be high on the Steelers last week too, and ended up falling on a bad number, which you know turned turned from being one of the best games on the board to being an eh, okay game in terms of the sportsbook win win loss statement. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna be high on them most uh most every game. I mean Steelers just draw so much betting support. It's just incredible the number of people that just even non Steeler fans will throw the Steelers in parlays. So yeah. um we're always gonna be on the high side on with the Steelers. Speaking of high side, you got uh Sunday night, second week in a row, you got the Minnesota Vikings on the T V. They're three and a half point favorites against a reeling, not very good, not very well coached, a little bit disorganized Packers team that is probably going to need a new head coach next year. Yeah, I I don't disagree with with anything you you said, and we were on the high side here too. We took a little bit of uh, Packer money. I wouldn't say a tremendous amount of, of sharp play, but um, we took some decent-sized bets on the Packers at uh, plus three and a half, and we went to three and a half minus twenty on the Packers. And uh, the public seems to be on them at about a two-to-one ratio, so they haven't jumped off them. I, I think we'll get pretty good two-way two-way action on this one. We saw some a lot of Viking support against the Bears last week, and um, Vikings will still draw a lot of uh, betting action. You saw some size Johnny on the Packers? Yes, we did. I'm trying to make that a thing. How's it working out? Well, you hesitated, so (laughs) not not that great. It's like, uh, if I may refer to another movie, this one from uh, a little bit uh, more recent, Mean Girls, uh, one of the characters continues to try to make fetch. A thing like that's so fetch. So, huh. yeah, yeah, right. okay, yeah. You lost me on the Mean Girls. All right, all right, father-in-law. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just say you got some size, Johnny, coming in on the pack, and the money's coming back in on the Vikes, and we're moving on to Houston as four-point favorites against the Tennessee Titans. The kind of fraudulent seven games in a row, winning Texans versus the inconsistent, don't know who you're going to get, uh, look like they play hard, then have a couple stinkers, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, um, we have no line on this game yet because of... Uh, no line, no, no line <laughs> on the horizon. Uh, Houston's going to be somewhere around a touch, almost a touchdown favorite, um, but uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on who's quarterback. And I mean, there's just injuries, Tennessee on t- Mariota. So we got to just wait. He's quite listed as questionable right now, but we, we need a little bit more information before we hang a, hang a line on this one. But uh, we're not real high on the, on this Houston team either, even though they're in the middle of that winning streak. We said last week that they shouldn't really be uh, laying points on the road like they were. In that Redskins game, and I think uh, they still almost lost it. So and they didn't cover. Um, they definitely didn't cover. Second week in no, a row where they close. second yeah. week in a row where they eked out a win on the road in a situation where they got very lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was a defensive touchdown in there, and of course uh, uh, Alex Smith got got hurt, and so I mean, yeah, there was there was a lot of things going their way there. The public loves this team a lot more than sort of sharps like you and I. Yeah, they do, but they weren't really – it wasn't a real big game last week. They weren't overwhelmingly on uh, – we had pretty good two-way action on that game last week. What was our uh, scooch roulette – what were our scooch roulette picks last week? You had well, the Rams I'm, at I what had the Rams. number? I, I had them at two and a half, but that, that, was, <laughs> that was before they moved the game to, to L.A. Well, you still but won. I, 
a win is a win, right? The right side is the winning side. Someone genius once said that. And uh, Chad Millman, uh, in his head, had the Redskins, but I think out loud he said the Falcons. You did love the Falcons last week. That was stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> and now you like them again this week. <laughs> Lack of options and imagination. For for a guy that's hated the Falcons all year, now suddenly you like them. All year? Eight years. Eight years. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I have had the same tired take on the Falcons since you and I were doing this at ESPN. Yep. I remember. <laughs> we have been together for a long time, Size Johnny. We have. Absolutely. All right, so who do you want to go with? I don't like oh, any hold of these on. games. Hold on, Scooch. I got to tell you what? something, Scooch. It's so fucking hot in this studio that, like, I'm honestly delirious. I can't even see. It's, like, foggy, and um, my head is spinning a little bit. I'm, I might be dehydrated. I can see, like, a big bottle of water all the way across the table from me, and I wish I, wish I could have it, but it's kind of like an oasis. What's going on there? What aren't you in the aren't you in the studio? What isn't is it the heat up too high? What's going on? It's like a cocoon of heat. <laughs> so I'm missing my cues. We're supposed to play the music. That's what I was going to say. Here we go. Uh, Talk to me, Goose from. Top Gun. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm back in sync. Tell me what you got. I don't. I don't like it, but I have to take Atlanta. Oh, you mother! <laughs> <laughs> you have to. It's thirteen and a half points. I know. You leave me literally with nothing. There was nothing out there. I I, I kind of like the Steelers. What a horrible, horrible, horrible... I'm going to take the Steelers. Yeah? Yeah. Minus three. I mean, you could, I mean, you could take the Bills, you know, plus, plus three and a half. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't no. even have the energy to fake laugh because it's so oppressive in here. You need to just get outside. What, what's the temperature outside there? Is it in, 40, in the 30s yet? It's about 40. 40? Yeah. 40? Scooch, All right. listen, everyone in the studio is suffering because they just gave me, like, the wrap-up sign. All right. There you go. This has been The Favorites from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Bob Scucci. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, radio.com. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. One day we'll go back to reading reviews. I don't know why we don't do that anymore. Uh, until next time. I'll see you later.